You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today we're going to talk about the art of surrender, letting go of control. We all like to feel like we're in control of our life. But the hard reality is that we don't really have control of what happens out there. We only have control over how we respond or we react to what's going on out there. Ironically, the cluster B personality disorders like narcissistic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder have the need to be in control of one's reality at the root. The more someone tries to take control of their outer environment and the people around them, the more controlling they tend to be. Yet, we all can have a controlling aspect to us because we all like to feel that we are in control of our lives. This can lead us to try and control other people or situations that are really beyond our control. Our need to be in control really has fear at the center it's typical to fear what we cannot control. We can't control how other people show up, the agendas they have, the wounds that motivate them, or their quest for power and control. Sometimes it seems we can't even control our own actions or reactions, especially when we're at the mercy of our unhealed wounds. The way we find the most peace in our life is to stop trying to control what is beyond our control and instead surrender to what is. When we feel our lives are spinning out of control, the only thing we can do is surrender. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. When we surrender, we allow the circumstances of life to be what they are. We also allow people to be who they are, even if we need to let them go from our lives. We can't change people. We certainly can't control what they do or don't do. The highest form of love is to allow people to follow their own path in life. As we surrender, we release them to their own experience of life. According to scientist, researcher, and author Greg Braden, fear of abandonment is actually a universal fear. This means that nearly everyone has fear of abandonment in their psyche, where our unconscious wounds are stored. It's like a feeling of being dropped off here on the planet and left alone to fend for ourselves. Fear of abandonment is such a huge fear for people that it has the power to destroy our relationships and actually bring about the very thing that we fear the most. We may attempt to control the person or persons closest to us for fear that if left 
to their own resources, they would leave us. And this is because of another universal fear that Greg Braden talks about, which is the fear of being unworthy or not good enough. I never stopped to think about how the fear of abandonment would be a universal fear. But when I stopped to reflect on this, it made sense because so many of my clients had issues with fear of abandonment. This is so often brought to the surface through the cruelty, heartlessness, and harsh devaluing from a narcissistic partner. Those of us who have been in these kinds of relationships experience the painful devaluation of our character, often prior to being discarded. This triggers the abandonment and unworthiness wound in a very big way. Whenever I do core wound work with people, fear of abandonment and fear of unworthiness always show up, along with the belief that I'm not enough. It's not surprising that nearly everyone shares these same core wounds and fears. It's our nature as humans to attempt to control the circumstances that would cause our core wounds and fears to be triggered. Feeling the pain of our own unworthiness and the fear that we will be abandoned by those we love can cause us to attempt to control the perceptions others have of us. If they see us as good, whether or not we feel we are good, then they won't be as likely to find fault with us and cast us aside. One of the greatest fears we have around being ourselves is the fear that we won't be loved or accepted as we are. Therefore, we learn to pretend to be something or someone that we're not in order to gain more acceptance and approval from others. It isn't until we begin to understand our core wounds and our fears that we courageously step out into the world as we really are allowing others to have their opinions and judgments of us, good or bad. I realized quite a while ago that I have no control over how other people perceive me or the stories that they tell about who I am. Although how people perceived me used to be important, I've learned that the most important perception is self-perception. How I perceive myself is what really matters. I need to see myself as good, as worthy, and as lovable. How others perceive me says a lot more about who they are than it does about who I am. I found that surrendering the need to be seen or perceived in a positive light is one of the most liberating things that we can do. This surrender is the ultimate freedom because we're no longer trying to get positive attention and approval. Now we are simply free to be who we are. In our maturity, we realize that not everybody is going to like us or agree with us. And once again, it has nothing to do with who we are. It has to do with who they are. People develop opinions and judgments about others all the time. And those opinions and judgments come from their own beliefs and emotional triggers. In the same way, 
our own opinions and judgments of others has more to do with us than it does about them. We judge others when they don't think the same way we do, or they don't have the same beliefs, or there's something about their behavior or mannerisms that remind us of somebody else that we don't really like. Of course, we often judge others for their hurtful behavior or behavior that we see as lacking in integrity, empathy, uh, behavior that's immoral or narcissistic. Most of us have judgments on each other. Many people on a spiritual growth path try and work on releasing their judgments of others, and they often realize that most outer judgments come from an inner judgment. Therefore, we have to be honest in looking at what we judge about ourselves. When we work on releasing self-judgment, we have much less outer judgment. Another thing I've found is when we accept our own imperfections, we can more easily accept the imperfections in others. When we expect ourselves to be perfect, we project that expectation out onto others. When we practice self-love, we also practice releasing self-judgment and the expectation we have of ourselves to show up in a particular way. We strive to be authentically who we are. We surrender to our true nature. The more peace we can have with who we are, the more peace we will have with others. It's not that we will allow others to treat us badly or be disrespectful towards us, but we learn not to take others so personally. We also learn how not to misinterpret other people's actions or behavior, assigning it meaning when we really don't know the meaning. That's where communication comes in. One type of behavior I witness a lot is when someone is afraid of abandonment, they attempt to control the life of the person they fear may leave them. As a result, there's a self-fulfilling prophecy at work. The person who feels that they're being controlled tire of the controlling, jealous, possessive behavior of the other and will eventually leave the relationship, thereby bringing about the feared abandonment. Some people are so afraid of abandonment that they leave the relationship partner first before they can be left, even if the relationship is good. These types of dynamics typically happen with people who are not really conscious about what is behind their behavior. Their fear of abandonment runs them, causing them to be controlling, jealous, possessive, and accusatory, but they don't realize that their behavior is a result of their fear of abandonment. Instead, they may think it's normal to control the behavior of their romantic partners or even their friends. They may believe that they have the right to snoop, stalk, or pry into the business of their partner in search of anything that could be perceived as a threat to the relationship. People also will interpret their own fears and insecurities to mean that the other person is doing something that is a threat to the relationship. So instead of going within and taking responsibility for his or her own fears and insecurities, those fears and insecurities are focused outward on the relationship partner and the behaviors of prying, accusing, fault finding, and attempts to control the partner show up. 
The art of surrender is about learning to let go and allow the partner to be who he or she is. This also is true if you have a partner who is narcissistic, a drug addict, an alcoholic, a sex addict, or a cheater. We still can't control the behavior of a partner. So we may as well accept that person as they are. Now, this doesn't mean that we will choose to stay in the relationship. Acceptance of a person as they are doesn't mean that we choose to dance with that person. You might say to your partner, I'm really not comfortable with this behavior. And either it needs to change or I need to leave the relationship. One thing I noticed that is very typical of partners of narcissistic or borderline personalities is the amount of time one invests on trying to get that person to change. There's a real lack of surrender and a need to control here when you're trying to get somebody to change. I don't care what their behavior is, how dysfunctional, how toxic that behavior is. We don't have the power to change others. Deepak Chopra tells us that surrender is step five in his mirror of a relationship process. He says, with surrender, there is the spontaneous giving up of the need to judge, label, manipulate, control, convince, cajole, or seduce. There is total self-acceptance and acceptance of the other, including all paradoxes, contradictions, and opposing tendencies. Greg Braden tells us surrender and trust is another of the universal fears. We fear surrendering to our feelings and surrendering to have trust in people and to have trust in ourselves. Surrendering to our feelings is a huge fear for many. There is the fear that if you surrender to your feelings, they will overwhelm you or drown you in some way. Yet in order to truly be at peace, we have to make peace with our feelings and emotions. We have so many sophisticated ways to avoid our feelings. There are drugs, alcohol, work, and other distractions and busyness. It takes courage to stop whatever you're doing and tune in. Let yourself feel your sadness, your grief, your anger, your rage, your disappointment, and even your fear. You can feel your feelings without collapsing yourself into them. Become aware of them and learn to sit with them. And as you sit with your feelings, they dissipate. It's when you avoid your feelings that they grow stronger where it takes more and more energy to suppress them. What does it mean to surrender to trust? I believe surrendering is really about trust. When you surrender, you put your trust in something greater than yourself, in a divine power, a higher power. You trust that things will work out for the highest good of all. As I speak to you, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. It's difficult for a lot of people because there's so much uncertainty. If you go down the rabbit hole that I've gone down, you begin to learn that things aren't as they might seem, especially if you're watching or listening 
to mainstream media. When we start to become aware of the manipulation and the dark agendas, it's really disheartening. I know for myself, I had to surrender because I can of my own self do nothing. I have to put my trust in a higher power and take it one day at a time. Ironically, this is the same method used in the 12-step recovery journey. Surrender to a higher power and take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Surrendering to a higher power is the ultimate surrender. No matter what our circumstances or what is going on around us, we have to put our trust in something greater than ourselves. Otherwise, we feel at the mercy of everything that is far beyond our control. Another part of surrender is allowing. We simply allow things to be as they are, and we don't resist them or try to change them. Allowing doesn't mean that we don't make changes that we need to make in our lives. We may change our career, where we live, our relationships, and our diet. But we don't try to change other people or circumstances that are beyond our control. Byron Katie, the author of the book Loving What Is, focuses on allowing and accepting reality and not trying to resist it or change it. If your spouse cheats on you, for example, this is a reality. And by saying he shouldn't have done that, you have an expectation that it should be different. Byron Katie always jumps in and says, is it true that he shouldn't have done that? He did do it. Therefore, this is what is. She helps a lot of people to heal their wounds through the art of acceptance of what is rather than resisting it. Matt Kahn also wrote a book called Whatever Arises, Love That. It's the same principle. He too encourages us to accept reality rather than resisting against it or trying to change it. In my experience, loving a reality that you don't want is a stretch, but accepting a reality you don't want is key. You may not like that your spouse cheated on you and left you for that person. You may not like that your abandonment wound is triggered and you are feeling absolutely devastated, but the sooner you accept reality, the sooner you can heal and move forward in life. When you spend days, weeks, months, or even years resisting reality, there can be no real healing. Accepting reality may involve your saying something like, I would have preferred to keep my marriage together because I really didn't want to have to go through a divorce. But for some reason, this person was removed from my life, which set me free to make a different choice. I'm going to surrender to my higher power and see what unfolds. The more you can align with the energies of allowing, accepting, and surrendering, the better you will feel and the faster you will heal. Now, some things in life are just unacceptable. I get that. Abuse, for example. If you're living with an abusive partner, you're not expected to accept the abuse or allow it or surrender to it. Abuse is not okay, but you will have to accept 
that your partner is abusive and not likely going to change. You will have to allow that reality to be what it is to make an empowering choice rather than denying the reality and getting lost in a belief that that person is going to change and stop being abusive. You don't want to accept or allow abusive behavior in your relationship, but you may need to accept that your partner leaves dirty dishes in the sink more often than you would like. We learn to allow and accept imperfections in ourselves and others where we don't expect others to behave exactly as we think they should. The more we surrender to what is, the less stress and disharmony we have in our lives. And the sooner we can accept reality and leave a situation that is not acceptable. Just to be clear, surrender does not equal compliance. It isn't about closing our eyes to important truths. It isn't about giving up. But it can be about letting go of your end of the rope when you find yourself engaged in a tug-of-war or power struggle. Our true power is within. And the more we can develop that strength within us, the less we need to look outside of ourselves to feel empowered. As we understand our own inner reality, which includes our fears, insecurities, and wounds, we stop trying to manage our inner world by controlling our outer world. Instead, we bring our focus and attention back to our center and learn how to be with ourselves in a loving, kind, and supportive way. We don't need to look out there to find our worthiness. We know on a deep inner level that we are worthy. We don't have to earn it. We simply are. What is it that we are really surrendering to? I would say it is the will of the divine, a higher power, the invisible force within us that is truly guiding our lives. The other thing we are surrendering to is reality. We may not like the reality that we are surrendering to, but we accept it so we can do something about it. Once again, accepting reality will empower you, where resisting and denying reality will enslave you. Let's all take a deep breath together. And as you release this breath, say to yourself, I surrender. I let go of everything that is keeping me from my peace. I allow life to be as it is and make informed choices on how to best empower myself in each situation. I recognize that the greatest love is within me, and I don't need to seek love outside of myself. I recognize that I am worthy. I am good enough. There is nobody outside of myself who has the power to deem me otherwise. I claim my power. I align with my truth. 
and I set myself free. It is so, and so it is. Thank you so much for listening today. And for more information on my work, you can go to my website, NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next podcast.